This week on WWTQ. That Romans like to look at each other's poop. That Latins. Latins? Romans. Ramen. Why would I learn about Romans in Spanish Romans. class? Romans spoke Latin. Because then it's like Earth versus fucking Zorbo. I'm not even throwing that shit in incognito mode, sir. Yeah. <laughs> you just went on like a riddle and infused fucking ADD addled fucking. <laughs> now, of the two, I would rather have a 12 gauge slug. No, I'd rather have the 5.56. Cats are psychopaths. Do you have burning questions about Uranus? Do you have questions about what happens when you eat stuff? Well, then bring them to what was the question? At r slash what was the question on Reddit. And WWTQ podcast. On Facebook. For country and stuff. <laughs> what was the question? What was the question? Hello, greetings, and good evening, or morning, as the case may be. We're going to answer some fucking questions. Yeah, if we must. Am I the only one who looks at my poop before flushing to see how big it is? No, we all do that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody does it. I mean, at least I do it. I'm assuming from your answer, you do it as well. Yeah, I've, I've always done it. Even Didn't before. I tell the story on the on the show about how I was all proud the other day at work? Uh, I took a shit that was so big that when the, the toilet flushed, it went lengthwise across the drain hole. And wouldn't go down. <laughs> no, you didn't tell that story. It was also so weird seeing the texture, you know, because we're all used to the texture of poop underwater. Yeah. And so, you know, we think it would be like a very rough, uh, you know, sometimes it looks like it's rough. It doesn't look like it would be smooth. But when that water drained and all that was at the bottom of, my, of the toilet was my log, it was it looked fairly slippery. Yeah. It looked like it would be more of a gel-like substance. Well, aside from all of the waste and bacteria in it, poop is essentially just mucus. So, that makes yeah, sense. it would be a little slimy, I imagine. I just, I just imagine that if I had some in a little container, then it would be like kinetic sand. <laughs> Don't play with your poop. <laughs> just a PSA for you guys. Do you think it would be uh -huh. more, more or less acceptable to play with poop if it were? Smelled good and and not filled with E. coli and shit. I think with the way evolution goes, no matter what poop smells like, we would be averse to it because generally it contains a lot of the stuff that our body is flushing out. So it's just like a right. biological function. Yeah. Somewhere in our lizard brain, it's that's waste. Yeah, that's waste. That that smells bad. It could smell like friggin' flowers, and we'd still be like, nope, that's poop. I smell poop. <laughs> That's poop. <laughs> uh, as far as I think the other thing that's behavioristic is looking at poop because there's a lot that you can tell about the health of a person uh, of yourself by looking at the condition of your poop. So I've heard in a lot of Latin cultures, it's not only do you look at your poop, but it's common for the matriarch of the household to want to see your poop. Yeah, that could have been. No, I mean, that's, you learned that. You learned that? You learned, well, I learned it in Spanish class or whatever. That Romans like to look at each other's poop? That Latins. Latins? Romans. Roman. Why would I learn about Romans in Spanish Roman. class? Romans spoke Latin. Latin, yeah, but Latin cultures. Oh, okay. Are known as, like, the Hispanic cultures. 
You know, only racists really call it Hispanic culture. <laughs> it's Latin culture. It's Latin culture? Yes. Okay. I will amend my, my racist. inner racist so I can hide more clearly. I know plenty of janitors. <laughs> that wasn't the exact line. That makes me sound like way more of an asshole than that. <laughs> but I'm not really going to correct it either. Uh, Moving on. Yeah, we opened up with the real good stuff. Hey, yeah. you guys we, You guys come here for content. We're going <laughs> to fucking give it to you. Yeah. Uh, why is it called Miss Universe instead of Miss Earth? How do we know there isn't some fine-ass extraterrestrial woman somewhere in the universe? It's called Miss Universe because there was the Mr. Universe contest and that was more of a, a bodybuilding thing well yeah but i think the the term universe i mean we've culture goes back and forth on whether or not you know civilizations have gone back and forth on as, as to whether or not we're alone in the galaxy yeah and to this day the debate still wages on but i think more and more people are coming around to the way of thinking that 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 fucking place is massive yeah it's Cert, it's it's almost a certainty that there's other races and and life out there in the universe, whether or not we can see it or not. Who knows? Because it's so massive, you can't comprehend how massive the universe is. Yeah, like if you were born and started crawling in one direction, say say get the galaxy is a linear plane, right? There's no you. There's plenty of air. Fucking everything's like Earth like conditions and shit. We just live in this massive open space. You're born and you start crawling in any one direction and continue crawling until you turn into walking, until it turns into running, until it turns into limping, until it turns into cane, until it turns into a walker, until it turns into a wheelchair, and then you die. Yeah. You'd never see, like, I, that would, what, get you maybe 2%? Not even a percent. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't like, even get even, you anywhere. Not even a percent of a percent. So, yeah, there's life out there. However, the chances of us seeing it in our lifetime, hell, probably even in the Earth's lifetime, is so minuscule that, fuck it, we're the only ones in the universe as far as we're concerned. The, the math on it is kind of depressing. Yeah. And really, and like, until we as a species are able to utilize our resources into figuring out a way to jump the massive distances that would be required. And I'm not talking like propel ourselves. I'm talking like VoIP out in one space and VoIP in, in another space. Like hardcore science fiction yeah, ass fucking. Like, like pure, pure space holding Supposedly they're close. Supposedly. Like the there's a plasma engine that's close. Bill Nye just had his light sail based on. Yeah. Da Vinci's fucking work. I guess it was. I don't know. I'm guessing it's Da Vinci. So I mean, it's, we're making leaps and bounds in that case. But and I'm sure once we find another civilization, then those competitions will be much more entertaining because then it's like Earth versus fucking Zorbo. <laughs> I always, I was always a fan of the Arthur C. Clarke one. Of the there are two possibilities: either we are alone in this universe, or we are not alone in this universe. And both are equally terrifying. It all depends on how you look at it. If you keep a positive spin on things. Yeah. Like, it's terrifying right now. Because I'm sure our fucking Cheeto in the, the White House would fucking try to bomb it or shoot a missile at it. Something. Instead of... You know, it actually is a part of the agreed upon world conventions that no matter where aliens land on this planet, 
if they choose to land on this planet. The American president is the one who gets to greet them officially. Well, yeah, because we're the leaders of the free world. Yeah. Although, I think that might be changed because yeah. Germany was recently recognized There's, as the leaders of the free world. And there are plenty of other countries out there that are more free than we are. Well, there's, so, that's always yeah. been the case. Yeah. Go watch the newsroom on HBO. It's fucking amazing. The first episode where Jeff that Daniels great, yeah. loses his fucking mind. That great tirade. That's up on YouTube. Even if you don't want to watch the rest of the newsroom, because it gets kind of near the end. I love that uh, show. Don't it, you dare say a disparaging word about that show on that my That tirade show. he goes on at the front is the, one of the most amazing pieces of writing and delivery that I have ever seen. Yep. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, um, anyways. What's your favorite a man walks into a bar joke? A man walks into a bar, mm-hmm. sees a sign, chalkboard, chalkboard hanging over the top of the bar. It says, uh, so, does fu- so does $2, hamburgers $5, hand jobs $15. So he sits down at a table and he, he, grabs a wa- he grabs a waitress's attention and she comes over and he goes, are you the one who gives the hand jobs? And she goes, well, yes, I am, sugar. And he says, well, wash your fucking hands. I want a hamburger. Ah, that is a good one. Uh, my favorite is a uh, man walks into a bar, uh, sits down. The bartender asks him what he'll have. He says, if I can show you something amazing, will you give me free drinks? And the bartender's like, it's slow. Sure. Why not? So the guy pulls out a uh, little man about... 12 inches tall and a little grand piano sets it on the bar and the little man walks up to the little grand piano plays a beautiful tune and shit and the bartender's like that is fucking amazing fucking here's here's your drink and shit as the bartender starts to think about it he goes over and he's like hey man what why how did you ever happen across the little man who plays piano and he goes like i found a, a lamp in the attic and I rubbed it and a genie popped out and uh, so he gave me he gave me a wish and the bartender's like and you wish for a little man who plays piano he's like well I damn sure didn't wish for a 12 inch pianist or <laughs> I, I butchered it but you get the the, the beat you missed was the he tells the bartender where you can find the lamp and the bartender goes and finds the lamp and wishes for a million bucks and then, or something along the line, the genie goes done, and all of a sudden he's just covered in a million ducks. And right, 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 yeah. right. And the bartender what gives this is hard of hearing. I didn't ask for a twelve-inch penis. Yeah, got it. <laughs> I mean, there's so many good ones. You know, yeah. a man walks into a bar and sees a sign that says uh, "Weekly Contest Win a Thousand Dollars," and goes up to the bartender and says, "What's with the contest?" And the guy's like. See that guy down there? He's the roughest, toughest guy in the fucking neighborhood. You got to beat him up. Then there's this pit bull out back. He has a loose tooth. You got to pull his tooth. That's a mean fucking dog. And then you see that that big monstrous lady over there? You got to pleasure her. And he's like, or you got to fuck that bitch. And the guy says, all right, how do I do it? He's like, you put in 100 bucks, you win the pot. So he puts that, you know, he gets, starts drinking a little while later, he's like, hey, you know what? Fuck it, I'm going to do it. And fucking slams a thousand or a hundred bucks on the, the bar. Fucking goes over to the dude in the corner, beats the absolute piss out of him. Walks out back and they hear just that, just a horrible, you know, a dog's cry. Arr, yeah. Arr, arr. And then he comes in and he's like, all right, where's that fat bitch so I can pull her tooth? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a good one. Uh, my my favorite is still the the hand jobs, hamburgers one. It's nice. such an easy one. It's it's good and encapsulated. And it's an easy one to tell, easy one to remember. There's some good ones. Man takes a seat at a bar, waves at the bartender, give me a shot of whiskey. Another man at the bar notices his accent and says, You sound like a fellow Irishman. What country do you come from? I come from Kildare, the man replies. Me too. What town in Kildare? Maynooth. Born and raised, the man says. Me too. What a coincidence. What part of Maynooth? Near St. Mary's on Kilcock Road. That's amazing. Me too. Let me buy you a drink. Bartender, two whiskeys. As the bartender poured two shots for the Irishman, another bar patron commented on the amazing coincidence. Nah, the bartender. Nah, said the bartender. Just the Murphy twins drunk again. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a man walks into a bar, takes his seat, sitting there drinking. All of a sudden, another man comes in, starts drinking next to him, turns to him after a few after a few drunk drinks and says, Hey, I know this bridge just a ways down the road. And I swear to God, if you jump off the side of this bridge, the winds and everything, they carry you right back up and will deposit you right on the side of the bridge on your feet. And the guy's like, that's that's bullshit. And he's like, no, I'll bet you a hundred bucks. And they're like, okay. And so they, they stumble their way out of the bar and go to this bridge. And the, the man who made the bet steps, steps up on the side, jumps off, and sure as shit comes right back up. And lands right back on his feet. And the guy's like, that's that's amazing. Is that, can everybody can do this? He's like, yeah, go ahead and give it a try. And the guy gets on his bridge, gets on the side of the bridge and jumps off. And then the guy who made the bet goes back to the bar, sits down and drinking. The bartender turns around, notices the other guy's missing and goes, Superman, you're a dick when you're drunk. There's <laughs> <laughs> so many good ones. So many good ones. Ah, mine was on here. All right, anyways, moving on. We could yeah. tell these all fucking day. Yeah, we could tell these all day. <coughs> Have you ever encountered true evil? How? I mean, I read something about Donald Trump every day. <laughs> true evil, though? I believe he is true evil, yes. Uh, I think he's the evil of ignorance. I'm not sure if his, if his evil is absolute pure, malicious, spiteful, vengeful No, I evil. believe it is yeah. vengeful. He's purposeful in his attempts to deceive and screw over the American public in general. You know, it's, we recently started watching wrestling in this household, WWE yeah. style. Fucking professional wrestling. And uh, there's been such a, a shift lately uh because when i first started watching wrestling it was back during like the attitude era as it's commonly known um back when stone cold and the rock were first getting into things and uh sean michaels was still there the heart foundation like all those you know the old school over the top wrestlers and back then you know there's there's a term in wrestling you know called whether you're a heel or a face you know face is the good guy the heel is the bad guy you cheer for the 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 face and you boo the heel that's kind of the way it is and the storylines are worked up you know it's not it's not that the face always beats the heel but you know at the important parts you know the face overcomes adversity and and gets the job done um but i met tia six seven years ago 
fucking and i immediately put all that shit to bed like i was like no i can't like what if she because she made fun of she's one of the first things that one of the first jokes she made or one of the first little funny things she said was um how if people come up talking to her about some bullshit and she says i can smell the double white on you and shit you know talking about white being white trash yeah and we were in texas so there there was jokes abound there about that type of shit it's a rather prevalent smell yeah yeah and so i i was like i can't let her know that i'm into monster trucks and wrestling (laughs) i cannot because she will fucking leave me and this chick is awesome so fast forward six years we're in the house and kind of bored on a sunday and i was just like searching through youtube and i found monster jam like you can watch highlights from monster jam on youtube and I put it on. She's like, oh, my God, I love monster trucks. And I was like, me, too. <laughs> you ran out immediately, got a bunch of beer, came back, spent all day watching fucking monster trucks. I was like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> so then the next day, Monday, you know, go to work, do my my usual shit, come home. I'm sitting there just kind of like about to put monster trucks on. And I'm like, wait, she likes monster trucks. Hey, babe, do you like wrestling? Oh, my fucking God, I love wrestling. Yes! (laughs) So after a hiatus of about six, seven years, right, I put on fucking WWE. Uh, I think we were just watching some random, because it's on Hulu. And so I went back as latest, as the farthest you can go back on Hulu, which was back to 2014. I don't recognize anybody on the fucking screen. And I'm like, okay. So we're, we're picking up anew. It's like getting back into it all over again. And I put it on and, and we're watching it and I'm getting back into it. And I'm like, sweet and shit. And then I notice, you know, they have this WWE network thing. It's an app. It's their own streaming service. $10 a month. Fucking you get past pay-per-views, all, the, all of the old pay-per-views. And you get access to the new ones as they're airing for $10 a month. We're not sponsored. Mm-hmm. That's a fantastic deal, though. And so I, I fucking purchased that. And so we've been watching wrestling like over and over and over again in this house. Like, you know, sometimes we'll have a rough day and it's just like, you want to go get some beer and watch the fucking wrestling? It's like, fuck yes. But there's this been this dynamic switch. And I, I blame Donald Trump. <laughs> because now the bad guys are almost always guaranteed to fucking win. The crowd's cheering for the bad guys. And the guys who are obviously the good guys are getting booed. And I'm just like, that's that's the the infection that is the evil of Donald Trump just put under a microscope. So, yes, that is true evil. It's an interesting analogy. I don't believe that I've encountered true evil. My concept of true evil goes to the Lovecraftian, otherworldly, nefarious forces... The kind of thing where if you were to come up against it, if you retained your sanity, it would be through blocking out as much of the encounter as possible. There's a line to try and describe the forces at work in the short story that inspired the the movie 1408, where at one point, as the walls are cracking and bleeding, the protagonist feels a sense that there is a otherworldly evil force 
beyond the wall surrounding the room and that he has absolutely no concept of what that could be other than it was not human. Hmm. And yeah, I have never encountered anything like that. I've never encountered anybody who is willfully evil, a natural born killer. Uh, uh, I've encountered people who set off my instincts to know that this is not a good person to know, but typically it's because they're socially shallow or ignorant or self-serving to the detriment of every type of relationship that they could have. And it, it all just really kind of speaks towards they will seek to harm me and I don't, and I can avoid that from happening. But that's never really been something of an evil to me. Well, and so, so let's let's zoom in on it a little bit further, then, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying yes. I do believe that Donald Trump himself is evil. However, I don't think that's not what I've encountered from it. Right? I, I can agree that I don't think evil is a human state of being. But I do believe that evil is an outside force that acts on and gives people the push that they need in the right direction at the right time to do horrible things, i.e. the Walmart shooting in El Paso, uh, the shooting in in Dayton, uh, everything that happens on a daily basis in fucking Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that place is amazing. So fucking like that. and, And I believe that that all radiates out of hot spots, if you will. Donald Trump is the hot spot of evil (laughs) and it's radiating throughout our country. Fox news, all of those people, anybody who works at Fox news is evil because they are purposefully misleading the American people and feeding them propaganda that is now being accepted as news people. And it goes the other way too. the liberal conspiracy sites and shit. You know, that that are actually propagating fake news. And it's not necessarily that it's fake news, but it's unfounded, unsourced, unsightable fucking speculation. Mm -hmm. They're also evil to a lesser extent. It's like you have the big bad evil that you think about when you think, you know, Satan or, you know, Diablo. Fucking, you know, the big red demon with horns, muscles and claws. But there's another side of evil that's the sickly cowering... Uh, creature that simply serves to bolster negativity. And that's what the conspiracy theory side of it is. Hmm. And so, you know, people come to me with these things. There's like, see, I fucking told you. And it's like, you didn't tell me shit. (laughs) All right. Neither did that piece of shit post you shared to me. Those don't say anything. The only thing those serve to do is to have you constantly looking over your shoulder and questioning everything. Which, on its own, is not a bad thing, but questioning it to the detriment of pushing real shit aside. The burning of the Amazon forest. Fucking the climate changing. Fucking those are real issues, but instead we're so focused on Jeffrey fucking Epstein that all of this shit is fucking blown out of proportion. People are talking about the Clintons killing that Seth Rich guy again. Talking about how it's all the liberal plot. And I'm like... There's not a single Clinton in power right now. Like those connections, they don't have anything to offer their connections at this point in time. So who's going to kill for them? 
it's I don't know. So, I mean, if they were going to come at me with that shit, then I'd be like, oh, Donald Trump killed Jeffrey Epstein. I'd be like, I can believe that. Because Donald Trump used to hang out with the fucking guy. He's been at parties with him, been on private jets with him, been to that fucking island, and fucking he has a lot to lose if it comes out that he diddles little kids. I mean, it it could be that there were forces at play that created the... Because Epstein had already attempted suicide earlier and was on suicide watch, and then conveniently his guards neglected their posting that's that these are the facts these are the circumstances surrounding it and so it could be that yeah there may have been forces at play that provided him the opportunity to to success be successful at committing suicide but he still committed suicide he wasn't you know it wasn't some ninja assassin kind of thing i mean the dude wanted to kill himself they just had to put put the knife in his hand that's all that really happened if anything did happen, it could it could be you know, you know. There's it, not always something <laughs> sinister going yeah. on. Is it is it convenient? Yeah, yeah. It's a convenient narrative. Could it possibly be a coincidence? Yeah. Could it possibly be sinister workings? Sure. But I mean, don't come at me talking about oh the Clintons did it. You don't fucking know shit. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> How do we save this fucking planet? By dying. One of the darkest thoughts that I ever had, I sat down and wrote out. And I pull it up every now and then when I'm going through my documents folder. Because I don't delete anything. I, I, you know, if I, if I write something and I think this is poignant enough, then I save it off to a file and just put it away. Oh, fuck that. I'll pull it up three months later and be like, yeah. the fuck? Yeah. And it's gone. I, but I go back to it and, and every now and then it withstands the test of, tri- the test of time. The future generations on this planet, human generations, cognizant, coherent, thinking people, are going to have to learn to accept a drastic reduction in the amount of biological life on this planet. They're going to see millions, if not billions of people die and be able to not and not be able to do anything about it. They're going to see the world itself turn inward and it's going to be like that ice age that only theoretically like a hundred thousand humans survived from a, a growing populace to just almost complete extinction. And so we are going to have to encourage and instill not just the instincts, but the mentality of survival in future generations because the only way that things will change is when the planet makes it change for us. Mm-hmm. The industries... Let's, let me clarify my, my answer real quick before you go on this fucking tirade. Yeah. Because I, I have a feeling that the FBI is now listening in. <laughs> when I said by dying, I don't mean go out and kill a bunch of people. I meant... The earth saves itself like it's we're we're affecting the climate of the earth itself, but the earth will remain long after the last one of us has died. It will stay here spinning in space until the sun swells and swallows it whole. It's it's not going anywhere. And long after humans and the industrial things that we've introduced into the environment go away. The earth will return much to a form not unlike that of like the Jurassic or what what was the last one before humans? The Mesolithic. 
Mesozoic. Mesozoic. It'll be a lot like that. Like, and then things will evolve and move on and maybe even foster new intelligent life. Look, as long as there is one stagnant pool on some forgotten climate somewhere with fresh water and tardigrades and a little bit of algae, life will renew itself on this planet after untold eons mm-hmm. of just inert biological life. So, yeah, life itself is not going to be there. Now, when people say save the planet, what they really mean is main, find a way that you can maintain the status quo and feel and not feel guilty about doing it. Because that's what all of this renewable technology and energy and everything is about, is not feeling guilty, getting the sense that you're not doing damage in some way. And trust me, we have been doing damage to this planet since we started walking on it. Like, we have been fucking with... Well, previously it was a symbiotic relationship. Like, we were creating paths and trails and leaving shit in our wake that made room for other things to grow. And then it was it was specifically the switch to the industrial the industrial revolution that that then made us start fucking with the actual lifeblood that we need, like start fucking with the air, start fucking with the temperature. And now is at a point where we've already tipped. That's why there's not going to be a science article that comes out and says we're fucked because there's been those already. Mm -hmm. And now we're in the process and of let's stop fucking ourselves and we're not going to fucking do it. Since since cl- climate change or back when it was presented to me, global warming was a, was mentioned to me. We have passed at least four points of no return. And science still finds a way to say we can come back from this. But now we are to the point where coming back from this is a drastic change in the way life is lived on this planet. And corporations won't allow it. Yep. The, the people we in could, power and the entities. We could slow down all the shit we do. We could stop using plastic. We could ban the plastic straws. We could do everything. It won't even approach one-tenth of what we need because Coca-Cola and Pepsi and fucking ExxonMobil and fucking BP aren't going to change. And they're, if anything, that will make them ramp up their usage because hey those those people aren't using it anymore so we'll use it mm-hmm. yeah. so the only thing that we really a massive stand that we could take is to completely cut out the use of fossil fuels in our everyday lives as consumers which is damn not impossible pretty much yeah I mean, that would mean biking to work that would mean not having lights on at your home not using tv not using internet no synthetic fabrics, no plastics. Well, and that would be hard to do, but... And I, I, I am beholden to plastics. Plastics let me see. That I thought those were glass. No, these are plastic. They're plastic? They, they don't... Glass does That's not get this. That's the shatterproof? Yeah, glass does not get this thin. It, so, I mean, I, I am... It, it is a difficult thing for me to be like, we should just do away with all plastics. Because that means I would go through the world looking at just blurs and blobs for the most part, unless they were this close, then I would be able to see things clearly. But the rest of the world, just a friggin' blob. Like, so, unless it's right in front of my face, I wouldn't be able to see shit. Sounds like it would be comforting unless you were claustrophobic. 
I am claustrophobic. Oh, okay. <laughs> what a fucking show so far. We start off with poop, yeah. and then we just dive down yeah. this rabbit hole of depression. Oh, God. What Can do we, we got? Oh, this is a great one. If any animal could jerk it like humans do, which would be the fastest? Humans. <laughs> We've been doing it for longer. We're we more skilled. It. Right, well, what do we mean by fastest here? Do we mean the fastest to complete? Or do we mean the fastest stroke? The fastest BPMs? <laughs> <laughs> yes. SPM in this, this. Yeah, strokes per minute. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll we'll let let's let's get scientific here. We'll say strokes per minute. Okay. Uh, this guy makes a great thing. Just saying, if hummingbirds could jerk it like dudes could, because they flap their wings like whoa, so they would probably beat out a human, even the fastest human, the Usain the Usain Bolt of stroking, uh, would probably get beaten by honey a hummingbird hands down. Pun intended. Uh, so, I'm trying to think if there's anything out there that's faster than a hummingbird woodpecker. Of course, they would be more about giving head than yeah, yeah that, that, that wouldn't be stroking. Uh, I think the hummingbird is the fastest SPM. Yeah, you think hummingbirds? But see, here's what bugs me about it: they still have to deal with the laws of friction. Yeah. Like, hummingbirds are able to beat their wings that fast because their wings don't necessarily cause friction with their bodies while they're flapping. They're able to hold that part of it out and they can continue doing what they need to do. This would be them sprouting a little tiny hand, I'm assuming, and wrapping around <laughs> their little birdie dick and going... <laughs> and it would just cause them to just spontaneously combust into flames. <laughs> <laughs> like, could you imagine a hummingbird? Like, ah, oh, time to go find some food. Ooh, I'm horny, and so it's flying. And it's just like, all right, let's go. And all of a sudden, just <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't need to buy fireworks for the Fourth of July. Oh, fuck no. Just breed hummingbirds. That would make the world a pretty dangerous place to live in, though, because you would just be kicking it one day, and then all of a sudden, a flaming bird would land in a shrub. And you'd be like, ah, fuck! I just want to watch TV. <laughs> Have to stand out in the yard all fucking day, fucking just spraying them out of the sky. <laughs> there, might, there might be some insects that are capable of moving faster than a hummingbird. I think bees approach it. Uh, a bee might. Bees always defy mathematics, technically. Mm -hmm. So, so I mean, they might. Maybe a wasp. Hmm. A wasp jerking off, I would think, would be some of the most angry masturbation, though. <laughs> they just, they just, they, they scream anger. That's, that's, that's the only, probably the only biological potential for an animal hate-fucking itself. Yeah. It would be wasps. Now, if, if we're introducing lube into the, the equation, I, I take back the thing about the hummingbirds. Um, well, that, I mean, if any, it, the question is, if any animal could jerk it like humans do, I'm assuming that that means that they get all the, the biological... They sprout a, a hand with fingers. Yeah, they have a hand with fingers, they have a dick with balls, and as a part of the, the process, they are naturally lubricated. So... Are humans naturally lubricated? We're not yeah, lubricated. humans naturally lubricate. Well, yeah, but I mean, have you ever tried jerking off without lube? Yeah. It's not fun. No. Yeah. And it would hurt. Yes, it would. 
That would cause hummingbirds to explode. <laughs> you just want to see some of the hummingbirds on fire from jerking it too much. I think maybe a rabbit would be the closest without I was gonna say causing rabbit, any serious but... damage to itself. Yeah. Probably, yeah, that's going to be the best one. Plus, if you've ever seen a rabbit fuck, it's like blink and you'll miss it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, like they did the the friction would be balanced out by the amount of time it would take. So they would both be the fastest SPM and the fastest to completion. I'm not sure a hummingbird would be the fastest to completion. Yeah, well, no, because the hummingbird would just die. It would just beat its <laughs> dick all the way off. So there would be no completion for it. Yeah, so that, that discounts the hummingbirds. If yeah. they don't, if completion's a thing... Hummingbirds don't count. They're gone. Yeah. The rabbit the rabbit would probably be the king of completion. Yeah. Uh, followed by humans. Monkeys would give us a run for our money. Definitely. Uh, different different ape species. Because, again, already have it. Already know what to do with it. Yeah. Like, the rabbit would, would figure it out the quickest and be able to, to excel. But things like cats and dogs, they'd be like, I can already lick it. Yeah. Like, why the fuck would I want to do it like you? That seems so inefficient yeah. compared to just being able to stick my tongue down there. Now, if everybody could reach it like like dogs and cats do, who do you think would be number one? Humans. You think so? Fastest to completion? Well, I mean... Because dogs and cats don't really do it to completion. It's true. They just do so it as a cleaning thing. Humans humans would gain the ability to be able to be that flexible, and they would immediately know what to do with it. And immediately, yeah, no, well, I'm, would win. I, I'm sure with a with an internet search, we would be able to find out that there are there are cases of dogs, and maybe not cats, or maybe possibly cats that were obsessed with. I'm not even throwing that shit in incognito mode, sir. Yeah, I know. I'm not going <laughs> to look that shit up. Neither am I. Fuck no. Yeah, I, I don't even trust incognito mode, honestly. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that shit's still capturing cookies. Like, no, not doing it. Yeah, mine do I don't keep cookies. Moving on. How do you know if you are really intelligent? Um, it's typical pervasive ennui. Uh, general... I think, therefore I am. <laughs> the thing about it is, like, the intelligence that keeps on getting hold, held up and, and put into great esteem is uh, not the only form of intelligence that exists. So, uh, we're starting to kind of realize that and recognize the other forms of intelligence out there. But for a while, for the longest time, it was a classical education or a a a academic Wait, intelligence so is this how do you know if you're like for really real intelligent or mm -hmm. is this how do you know if you're really intelligent like greatly bigly intelligent or just <laughs> <laughs> i think we've answered the question for you uh as far as as my point uh academic intelligence is something that we can quantify that's why people usually move to that because we can say you, we know that person's intelligent because they've passed all these tests. They've taken all these classes. They obviously know a lot of this stuff. And in some cases we'll continue to grow and build with whatever field they happen to be specializing and in. And we'll sign an intelligence quotient. Too. Yeah. Right. But what you're saying is that there's other forms of intelligence there. that don't necessarily apply to the IQ formula Yeah. that we're just now beginning to kind of realize. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just that it's been there, but academia kind of is is reluctant to to admit that they because they've been in 
you talk about positions of power, they've been in a position of power for so long, they don't want to let go because they, they want to be like, no, this is the only thing that, that counts as intelligence. Emotional intelligence, mechanical intelligence, like all of these other forms of intelligence just don't exist or aren't relevant because if you don't have academic intelligence, then you won't succeed in life. And I think that is absolute bullshit because I'm a smart person. I have been told that my entire life and it took me a long time to actually admit it. I'm a smart person. And the only thing I really have to show for it is the ability to see the big picture and the way things are going and have that make me so fucking depressed <laughs> that I don't want to do shit. So, you know. It, I guess the true test of whether or not that intelligence is really real is if you were able to overcome the obstacles. I'm working towards it. then presents to you. I mean, I don't like... I don't like that it does that, and I'm working to to kind of kind of kind of counteract it. So yeah, I'm doing stuff, but it's a, it's a push, a give a take kind of thing. I was never really that great at, at school or study. Uh, once the depression kind of set in, I was like, oh well, why why should I play the game if I'm already going to lose, kind of thing. And I made it out. I graduated, dead last, GPA. Like, now I don't even want to look at my high school transcript near the end there. Um, so when Yeah, the, funny thing. If I, would have, if I would have gone through graduation, I would have graduated with a 2.0. But here's, here's the telling thing. Like, companies and businesses and professional entities will look at, your, look at your academic history as a means of saying, should we hire you? Because that is the only thing that a, a academic education is good for, is to prove that you are a good worker. And very few people actually break out of that mold and move on into furthering their field or doing something in their field even. Um, it's, there is some statistic out there that says something along the lines like only 15% of people who graduate with a program and a degree will actually move on to in the field of that degree. Uh, otherwise, they, people will just get the degree and end up in one of the 85% other positions that support or otherwise are not a part of that field. Right. And that the fact that they just have a degree is something that that employers look for because it means that they You're know willing how to, to put yourself through shit that you don't want to do. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah. It's essentially what it breaks. Down and to. that's something I'm not willing to do. So. Well, good for you. Yeah. So the system works kind of, I guess. But yeah. How do you know if you're really intelligent? It's. How do you know? I think you get told, really. How do you know if you're really intelligent? Yeah, how do you know if you're really intelligent? Like, how do you know <laughs> that you're really intelligent? Or how do you know that you're, you're really intelligent. actually intelligent? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're both answering this question for ourselves. <laughs> like, are you... Are you really intelligent <laughs> or are you really intelligent <laughs> we'll leave you guys to mull that one over <laughs> what do we got next why isn't there a mouse flavored cat food we don't know i don't think cats like, really like the taste of mice perch say I There's think a, it's just that they like chasing something that's alive and small. So that's why they chase mice and eat them. It, it's actually like there's some story out there about how cats are psychopaths. Like when it comes to actually being outside 
cats and hunting and everything like that, they will hunt and leave, not eat, like 80% of their kills. They, they just want to hunt and, and play with stuff. Kind of like, you know, the world's most homicidal five-year-old. But uh, I don't think that the flavor really matters to pets, per se. Like, I mean, the flavors that they, they put on these things, it's almost always, oh, cats like those. It's always fish or beef or chicken. And I think that's really more to appeal to the owner and have them be like, well, I'm doing something nice for my animal. You know, that yeah, I like the thing about the last time I tasted cat food, it didn't taste no. shit like fucking chicken. That's because cat food, unless you go for the really high end stuff or you go through some bespoke like entity who, who specializes in natural food and stuff like that, what you're getting is awful. It's it's in, in both senses of it's awful and it's awful. It is the OFFAL leavings and entrails and foreskins and eyelids and. You know, just stuff from the processing farms that they can just turn into a sludge and stick it in a can with maybe some vitamins and nutrients and put it on a shelf. And in a lot of cases, it's one of those where you don't know what you're getting. And there's been a lot of stuff that comes back to bite pet owners in the ass. Sorry, I had to pee. (laughs) Just like a sudden FedEx delivery or something. No, Like, oh, got to go get that. The, it, was, uh, it was creeping up, and I was just like, do I really want to listen to him finish talking about cat food? <laughs> or do I need to go drain the snake? <laughs> the uh, the most important thing is to know what's dangerous about it. There have been several recalls recently because this, that, or the other thing that are really harmful to your animals gets inside the food, and it's just... It's just a giant grinder, so it, it, they don't really notice that it gets out until somebody's animal dies, and they end up testing for it and go, "Oh shit, there's mercury in this, or salmonella, or or euthanization drugs." Yeah, yeah, euthanization drugs. That, that was, was a great thing to get into the dog food. So yeah, there, I mean, there's a big movement right now to feed your animals raw, natural food, like go and get bits of chicken and process it yourself, so you know exactly what you're giving your animal, and it's. You give them exactly what they need, and it's healthier for them. It takes a lot of work. It, you know, that's that's really what the the pet food kind of cuts out is all that work, having to process the food and make sure it's all portioned properly and all of that. But if you own a pet, you are taking this this thing into your life that is reliant upon you, and legally by adopting an animal, you are obligated to ensure its survival. However, a- amount of effort you put into that is up to you, really. Hmm. Interesting to think about. Mm-hmm. I think mouse would taste disgusting, and that's why they. Yeah, I'm not sure mouse would be a good flavor of cat food. Hmm. You could put mouse flavored. That's the thing, though. Is like we don't know what the fuck's in that can. So you could put mouse flavored on there, and it would. <laughs> you just went on like a riddle and infused fucking ADD addled fucking. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was they fucking did it. They could do it though. They could do it. <laughs> Why is the NFL tax exempt or any professional sports league? These are multi-billion dollar industries, right? 
Is the NFL tax exempt? Googling NFL tax exempt, which I have up right now. Uh, as of 2015, April 2015, the NFL uh, it voluntarily relinquished its tax exempt sat- status. Well, good for you. So, I'm not sure about the other sports leagues, but the NFL, like for for a while there, they started and they were tax exempt because they were a sports league. But after enjoying so many years of just out and out billions of dollars coming in from merchandising and and ticket sales and stuff like that, I, I think they kind of realized they're really kind of fucking things up. And maybe they did that to sort of save face in in the face of some sort of something or other controversy. What? I don't know what was going on in the NFL in 2015, Aprilish. Nothing. Yeah. So. They just decided they, they were no longer going to be tax exempt, which makes I sense. I mean, where what it really boils down to is because I'm reading here about the tax exempt that the, the sports industries go through, right? The NFL in and of itself is its own corporation, but the teams underneath it, such as the Jacksonville Jaguars or the New Orleans Saints or whatever, those are individual entities and corporations in and of themselves. They just have to adhere to the NFL's policies. So that being said, the NFL is a non-profit organization. So what probably happened is they realized that they were, you know, because they started licensing the NHL or the NFL brand more, right? There's NFL jerseys. Um, you know, the Pro Bowls become more of a, a spectacle. Fucking, they're dumping a lot more money into different things. And, and, with the creation of their Game Pass thing, and they've always been real slick on their business dealings. That's why, you know, the MLB, you can get a streaming service and watch all the games live. NHL, you can get a streaming service, watch all the games live. The NFL, you can get their streaming service, but you can only watch the games after they've been played. Right? You can watch previous games all you want. Yeah, but the live games you have to be. They're a partnership with cable companies yeah. that they don't want to cut out the the partnership. So, I think that's more than likely why they relinquish their tax exempt status is because they want to start licensing their brand more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, which they get a kickback from the teams, but the teams themselves, I don't believe, are tax exempt. It's just the organization. So, for instance, the NHL they kept their tax exempt status. Right, but I believe the individual teams have to pay taxes in the locales that they're in. Well, knowing the kind of accountant accounting that exists out there, the NFL could give relinquish a tax exempt status, go into a fully for profit industry and everything like that, and then with the right amount of accounting and the right amount of money moving, could pay negative taxes. They could get a refund on their taxes because that certainly happens in the video game industry. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like the big controversy that just came out is like these big EA and Activision and what have you made all of this money and paid and actually got a refund on their taxes, which is like, well, but you, uh, that makes no sense. But that's how that's it works. Capitalism. If, if you get big enough as a corporate entity, then one of the things you really seek to do is to avoid paying taxes. And yes, they are multi-billion dollar industries. Though it's a tax refund. So it makes me think that because when with all the payrolls that you do throughout the year Uh as an entity, uh, part of that payroll is making sure the proper taxes are covered and paid. 
Right. Like, but yeah, businesses so. like that do quarterly taxes, mm-hmm. not yearly. So every quarter, though, they pay they pay taxes. Right. And then at, at during tax season, at the, at the first quarter of the next year, the new year, the previous year's taxes are, are calculated and it's decided whether you paid enough taxes or too much taxes. No, for businesses, mm-hmm. it's quarterly. It's always quarterly. They do, they do what we do every year. Mm-hmm. They do every quarter. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Well, that's good enough for me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Can a 5.56 or 12-gauge slug kill a big dinosaur? Well, seeing as how it's come out recently that they weren't necessarily scaly lizards like we once thought they were. Well, there were some scaly ones, but most of them were feathered, is what we're, th- we're beginning to think. Well, I'm assuming that, I'm assuming that if they had the, the scales like a, like a lizard of today, then I think that no. But if they were covered in feathers, then they weren't necessarily as rugged on the scale part. So then, yeah, it would be soft tissue. I really, it's, it's really dependent on where that 5.56 five, or 12-gauge slug is going. Now, of the two, I would rather have a 12-gauge slug. No, I'd rather have the 5.56. Five, 5.56 five, five, is a rifle round, which means it's gooder. It's gooder over. Gooder. It's better over longer distances. Right. And I would, if, if I'm shooting a dinosaur, I want to be as far the fuck away from it as possible. 12-gauge slug is a shotgun. And a shotgun is useless. For range. Well, but a so, slug will give you more more range, won't it? A slug gives you a little more range, uh, but and accuracy. I mean, shotguns have been around since the American colonial times. They were used for hunting because you didn't necessarily have to be accurate well, to shoot a like refined blunderbuss, right? Basically. So. And you used to just throw silverware in those bitches. Yeah, you could throw whatever in there, rocks, yeah. and it would. I mean, just <laughs> so. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a tough thing to think. Like five five six means it's a rifle round, and on, on top of that, it's usually an automatic rifle or assault rifle round. So it means you have more of them, and in a magazine, and that you will be a longer distance away. So uh, you would have more of a chance to hit something vital and and kill that dinosaur with a five five six. In my mind, a twelve a twelve gauge slug, I'd probably keep around as like a defense kind of thing. Um, and that would be medium to short range. Uh, and usually you get two shots. Like I don't, I've never seen, unless you have like that super Russian shotgun that has a drum magazine, even those are from what I hear notoriously unreliable. So, you know, sounds cool, but um, okay. I'll give you eight shots, 12 gauge, eight shots. Can't you fire slugs out of a pump action? Yeah. That's how it's like. They can fit what? Generally like five rounds. Six to eight. Yeah. Six to eight. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, if if I were walking through a jungle and the danger of dinosaurs were present and say necessarily I didn't have a big line of sight, then I would want to have the shotgun, the pump, pump action shotgun with about eight rounds of slugs. If I were going to be walking across some plains, then I would want the five, five, six. Well, the other thing is a, a big dinosaur. So they're not saying like your, your actual velociraptors, which are like three feet tall. And they're basically chickens. I would still consider them to be. Oh, were they only three feet tall? They were only three feet tall. They were not the big, the big seven foot monstrosities that you saw in Jurassic Park. The, the actual Velociraptor was like three feet tall. So and feathered. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's true. 
little I, fucking danger chicken. <laughs> I'd be, I'd still be scared if Somebody one was after me. Somebody out there needs <laughs> to make a fucking cut of Jurassic Park now. Where they're that with all the changes <laughs> that we've learned about dinosaurs, and and but keep the keep the people actor scenes the same. Just change the dinosaurs that we know about now. <laughs> them acting all terrified that a three foot chicken is chasing them around the kitchen and shit. And every time they every time they open their mouth, you just hear cluck 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 cluck. Uh, so I, I mean, a 12 gauge slug would obliterate a three foot tall dinosaur, uh, maybe even a Dilophosaur, like you, you wouldn't have to really worry about them, but a big dinosaur, you're talking to like a lot of mass, a lot of fat, a lot of muscle, uh, to before you even get to anything vital. And I mean, you'd have to have one lucky ass shot. Like, remember that Tomb Raider comic that I was reading? We were coming, like I picked it up from a comic shop in someplace and we were i was reading it on the flight back i think it was from arizona oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and you were kind of glancing it over my shoulders one frame where laura has to take on a tyrannosaurus rex she only has two bullets left in her super schmancy 0. 0.5 0.50 pistols and manages to shoot both eyes out of the uh, in the tyrannosaurus and kill it in in like two shots like that that's that's the level of, of accuracy you're you're looking for when it comes to taking out a big dinosaur in just a shot. So five five six has a bit more penetration than a twelve gauge. Twelve gauge is is big and heavy, but it's it's dense, so it stops. Well, faster. but again, but, uh, if a t- if a T Rex had scales like a lizard, yeah, then yes, I can understand needing to have accuracy. If it had feathers like a chicken. Its skin would be soft, and so therefore any amount of damage you can do to it would be significant enough because it's still an animal. Well, you but you got through the skin fine, right? You still, like I said, have all that muscle and all that fat because it's a big dinosaur. Yeah, there would be yeah, organs man. that you would need to be aiming for. I, I would imagine that if we had this problem today, <laughs> I would imagine that we would be fairly skilled in the art of like buck hunting. You know how you're supposed to shoot at a specific area on the chest to hit their heart. Because yeah. if they freak out, then the the meat gets ruined or whatever. So I mean, I'm assuming, and I'm assuming that's what we would be doing. We would be hunting the dinosaurs, yeah. If we had involved into these, because I, I can't imagine a T Rex would just stomp through downtown. I and, don't think that they would avoid that. And this is the kind of discussion that you would be having on hunting forums and and hunting lodges right. about killing dinosaurs, five five six or twelve gauge, and it would be a rather heated discussion because the twelve gauge has the stopping power. No, no argument there. Right. And there's probably deer hunters out there who'd be like, yeah, 12, 12 gauge slug. Oh, that's called a deer slug for a fucking reason. But in my mind, I would want the penetration depth of the 5.56. Because if I can do a through and through on a dinosaur, it doesn't matter where I shoot it. It's going to go through something vital. Although, honestly, so, I believe it's a moot point because I think we would just be wandering around with 50 cals everywhere. I don't know. 50 cals hard, hard to make, hard to shoot, man. Like... It's just that we would have 50 caliber bullets with fucking yeah. hollow points on them and shit. Boosh. Like, I, I've, I've had the, the privilege of actually being in the presence of a 50 cal gun. I couldn't carry that thing. Like, no. 50, cal, 50 cal sniper rifles. Uh, so, yeah, mounted, sure. Mounted emplacements, then you're getting up there. But I, I think even the mounted guns, like the chain guns and whatever, 
Like that's what I'm saying. Like if because look those at only the situations shoot two, two, that three. you would be in, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're wandering the plains and a T Rex is after you, you're going to be able to see the T Rex, and then you have chance to set up a fifty cal sniper or what have you. And in that case, sure, a five five six maybe would be a good way to go because there's enough space between you and that big ass dinosaur that you can probably get enough well placed shots off to put it down. Mm-hmm. Right, but if you're walking through say the redwood forest right that they a t-rex could conceivably conceal itself while hunting you through that forest. you would feel the ground shake sure but i mean would you know where it's necessarily coming from and in that case not being able to get enough shots off in a clear and accurate way that's when a five uh, 12 gauge slug would come in to to key mm. Whatever. So I guess, I guess it would be situational. Yeah. Like knowing the environment and, and choosing the proper loadout would probably be the better bet. No, I mean, yeah. no, the 556 five, is useless. <laughs> Why? Why is the 5.56? Because, useless? like I said, if you're, if you're in the plains, then you have time to set up a fucking larger caliber. It's true, but right now our choices are 5.56 five, or 12 gauge. Right. And in the plains, if you have a 12 gauge, you're just waiting for the animal to get closer. Yeah, That's, but you can it, still it may set not. up for a decent shot. It'd be like that scene in fucking The Patriot. Hold! <laughs> <laughs> Great movie. So I mean, that that that, can, that cannonball scene alone makes the entire three hours worth watching. Nah. The cannonball just goes boink, boink, and just takes off that guy's head. Like, well, I mean, it, it still rings true today. I, I can't remember the last time I saw it, but. The last time I saw it, somebody before I watched it was like, yeah, like every 10 minutes that movie ends. Every scene in that movie could be the end scene. Basically. And I was watching it goddamn right. Yeah. Like every scene in that movie is an ending. Because they didn't know if they were going to have funding for the next shoot. So anyways, if anybody goes out there and hunts dinosaurs, let us know what you use. Yeah. Yeah. Sound off. You mean they said R slash what was the question? Oh, I was running it back. Uh, am I the only one who looks at my poop before flushing to see how big it is? Nope. Everybody does that. Pretty sure everybody yeah. does it. Why is it called Miss Universe instead of Miss Earth? How do we know there isn't some fine-ass extraterrestrial woman somewhere in the universe? We don't, but we'll never find out, so that's why we're and calling st- it Miss Universe. Yeah, statistically, I, I, there's a lot of there's a lot more fine-ass women here that we do know about. Uh, what is your favorite? A man walks into a bar joke. Uh, hand jobs and hamburgers. 12-inch penis. Have you ever encountered true evil? How? Uh, no, not not that I can think of. Donald Trump is true evil. <laughs> How do we save this fucking planet? Um, mainly we go away and the planet yeah. repairs itself. Planet's going to be fine. We're the problem. If any animal could jerk it like humans do, which would be the fastest? Rabbits. Yes. Yeah. How do you know if you are really intelligent? Now, are we saying really, really intelligent? intelligent or like really, really intelligent? intelligent? Why isn't there a mouse flavored cat food? There is a uh, no cat food has has a flavor. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. chickens for your benefit. Yeah. Why is the NFL tax exempt or any professional sports league? These are multi million dollar industries, right? They are. They're an organization, not a company. And even then, they took away their tax exempt status in 2015, so non issue. Can a five five six or twelve gauge slug kill a big dinosaur? Uh, for my money, either one could. It really is just situational. Yeah, which one would be best? Yeah. 
I, I lost sight of that question about <laughs> five seconds in. I was just like, oh, can. Sure, I'm sure it could. <laughs> Either could, but which one would be the most efficient? It, it is really where we went on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So either way, great conversation. Right. Yeah. Right. It's a good show. Yep. See you guys next show. week. Bye. What was the question? What was what was the question? What was the question? What was the question? What was the question? What was the question?